0: back to the Devin Nunes podcast, a special edition here on Friday with Cash Patel, uh, who was one of my lead attorneys for a long time, I actually worked on the Russiagate hoax and helped uncover that fiasco. He also has a new book out called Government Gangsters. Cash is a regular on the show. We come into you Friday afternoon and a lot has happened this week. And I know a lot of people are very upset about the future of our country and where we're headed. And that's why Cash and I are here today to take those questions. If you put them in below my Truth Social thread that I sent out, if some of you are watching uh, from True Social, or if you're watching Rumble, you can put your questions in the queue, and Cash and I will get to your questions. But Cash, welcome, and thank you for making your bed this morning. It's nice. <laughs> it's- Look, I
1: thought you know what better way to be on Truth Social on a Friday afternoon. By the way, we're both on West Coast, the real part of America, far away from the swamp um uh, you're out in california i'm I'm home in las vegas and uh i've never allowed anyone in the bedroom before so i thought we would break that out on truth social happy hour friday but uh, my only request is we got to get you a new intro theme song your buddies with like john rich and jason aldean and aaron lewis and all these guys we got to get you a new intro music
0: well i think we're going to have some excitement we're going to be in nashville here in a few weeks so maybe i can get maybe i can get john rich to let me uh loan me one of his songs or something
1: (laughs) That'll be great. Yeah, that's going to be a fun fun launch party.
0: So yeah, so those of you who are listening to this on audio, you can't see, uh, but Cash is uh, his view. We're, we're, we're looking at him and he's got his bed in the background, which thankfully <laughs> he made his bed this morning.
1: But I've got Truth Swag on. Truth hat, Truth Truth workout shirt. We're ready to go for Friday.
0: Yeah. Well, Cash, I know uh, you're taking questions like I am, how upset everyone is about the direction that the country's headed, mm-hmm. the concerns that we all have about a weaponized justice system that you know you and I have known has existed there since 2017. Uh, this, but, but this is so different than before. This isn't just weaponizing intelligence and uh, planting stories and starting phony special counsels. This is now a whole new level where you have a special counsel who has brought uh, charges against President Trump. And so, you know, I know yesterday, you know, just just a sad day to watch President Trump have to go back into Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. to be arraigned on uh, this. What is really a laughable indictment? Um, You know, I said earlier in the week when when I read this indictment, I said, oh, well, that's kind of funny. They actually are prosecuting President Trump on exactly what the Department of Justice and the FBI officials and likely Obama officials should be should be prosecuted for, and that is for defrauding the United States government. They've been defrauding the United States government for a long period of time with phony special counsels. Million, I, I don't know how many, I mean, they must have spent now in government money well over a $100 million just going after President Trump.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And look, the theme there has always been the same, Devin. It's what they have falsely accused Donald Trump and his staffers and campaign of doing, they actually did. They falsely accused him of getting in bed with the foreign adversary to rig a presidential election. Well, thanks to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Burisma, they are the ones that did that. They falsely accused Donald Trump of utilizing law enforcement and the intelligence community to hijack our constitutional republics, where they're the ones that did that with the Steele dossier and Russiagate and Comey and McCabe and Strock and Page and all those companies. So those are just a couple of examples. And the indictment that you raise is, is probably the most poignant one. You know, we referred you when you were chairman referred all those cast of characters from the FBI and DOJ that we got fired um, for defrauding the United States. We referred them for prosecution for that top charge in the indictment, because what did they do? They actually bought and paid for foreign information that was bogus, knew it was a lie, knew it came from a political party, then went before a federal court and lied to unlawfully surveil Donald Trump. And you don't have to believe me and you and Russiagate
0: and any of that. John Durham
1: said there was no lawful basis to ever investigate President Trump, let alone surveil him.
0: Yeah, you brought up something to me uh, earlier before we started the podcast here that I had forgot about. And there's a fancy Italian restaurant in <laughs> Washington, D.C. named Cafe David Milano. <laughs> Cafe Milano. Well, the, the irony is the last time I was at Cafe Milano, I was actually with the Australian ambassador back in 2017, shortly after Trump had uh, been sworn into the oh, white yeah. house. And that was the same night that it broke in the Washington post that someone had leaked the transcript of president Trump talking to the Australian prime minister. And I was sitting uh, across from the ambassador. He says, you guys leak this. I said, no, no, no. I said, that's impossible. Our intelligence agencies, there's no way that they could possibly leak this. No one would have access to this phone call to leak it. And then sure enough, he shows me the tra- He shows me what the Washington post had just produced. And, yep, it came from, according to the Washington Post, sources within our own government. And, you know, the Australians rightfully were pissed. But that was just a segue. That was my last time at Cafe Milano. I don't eat there as often as you do. But, <laughs> but there is a great uh, story that ties into yeah. the there of Moscow and money transferring. And why don't you... It sounds like actual
1: spy stuff. Look, you're, everybody that's listening in remembers the Trump Tower meeting. It was the meeting in Trump Tower in 2016, where it was the epicenter of evil, where Donald Trump and Don Jr. and their associates were meeting with Russians to hatch this plan to hijack the presidential election. Well, as you and I as you know, we interrogated everyone in the Trump Tower meeting under oath during our investigation. And the only thing they talked about was adopting kids from Russia. That was it. Of course, that didn't stop Swalwell and Schiff from lying to the world. But the reason I bring that up is the Cafe Milano meeting is the actual meeting that these corrupt actors engaged in to rob our democracy. What do I mean? So in 2015, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, and guess who else? The mayor of Moscow's wife all had dinner at Cafe Milano. Two weeks after the mayor of Moscow had sent Hunter Biden and Burisma five million U.S. dollars. Isn't that a meeting that you would actually want everyone interrogated on? Congress, DOJ, FBI should all be all over it. How is it that this five million dollars showed up and daddy's just sitting right there and there's no questions asked? Oh, and by the way, a couple of weeks later, VP Biden flies to the Ukraine and kicks out the prosecutor investigating Barisma, who just got that $5 million, and threatened to withhold a billion dollars in USAID. The Cafe Milano meeting should be what the Democrats and the fake news mafia tried to turn the Trump Tower meeting into, but it actually happened. It's another example of them staging it against us and them doing it themselves. And there was a second meeting, I don't know if you know this, Devin, at Cafe Milano again, where Vice President Biden went with other associates, including Devin Archer, Hunter Biden, and Russians.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that, that Trump Tower meeting that occurred in, I think, two thousand 2016. Yeah. You know, we also know, I don't think Durham was ever never able to unravel it. I don't know why. But Fusion GPS was all over that meeting. Oh, yeah. You know, so they weren't in the meeting, but somehow they knew about the meeting. They happened to be in meet like the day before with the same people.
1: Yeah. Fusion GPS, the people who laundered the money for the Steele dossier, the people whose bank records you and I, we subpoenaed and we broke the story that Hillary pinned for it. And guess what? The same Fusion GPS that Judd Chutkin, the current judge over the Trump indictment, represented while at Boy Schiller.
0: Right. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's actually talk about the judge. So let's, you know, this judge we had to run in with, uh, you know, back when we were issuing subpoenas, she's obviously treated the January uh, Mm 6th people worse. She went above and beyond in terms of the sentences that were handed out that even DOJ was requesting. She gave the maximum plus. Mm -hmm. uh, And now, you know, she had to recuse herself from working on, on, on the subpoenas that I had issued Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. So what's the move that the Trump uh, the, the, the Trump team makes here to remove this judge? I mean, if she recused herself back in 2017, why would she not recuse herself now?
1: Yeah, put a little context on it. For those of you not seeing the screen, uh, Breitbart and Wendell Husbo put up a great article on it today about this judge and this story that we're talking about. What Devin's talking about is. Devin subpoenaed Fusion GPS's bank records because we had figured out that Hillary Clinton paid for it. And you got to remember, this is 2017 when everybody thought Devin and everybody else on Russiagate was crazy conspirators. So when he said Hillary played for it, they, their heads exploded. Fusion took us to federal court and challenged Devin subpoena. And do you know the judge that had landed in front of? Judge Chutkin. And Judge Chutkin actually did one month of, pre- of, of motions. We actually issued motions and litigated as Fusion GPS as the opposing party. And she, in my opinion, did that because she wanted to stop the bank records from ever coming out. And then on the eve of the decision, Devin, as you remember, a month after the case had been opened in front of her, she recused herself. We didn't ask her to do it. You didn't ask her to do it. The Republicans didn't ask, she just recused. We would later go on to win the case before another judge, but we figured out why. She was an attorney at Boy Schiller, the Democratic con job law firm, where Hunter Biden and her were lawyers together and they represented Burisma. But let's put that aside. The reason I think she should be recused, and this is what Donald Trump's lawyers should be focusing on, is her family, excuse me, her firm's representation of the Democratic National Committee, of the Hillary Clinton campaign, of the Democratic entrenchment and mostly of Fusion GPS, the, the originators of the Russiagate hoax by the Steele dossier, how can a judge who recused herself on her own over the matter that we, you and I had before her say now she can be a neutral and fair arbiter over Donald Trump? That was the genesis to unlawfully prosecute and investigate Donald Trump. She's got to go. I, I,
0: I agree. And we have our first question here in the queue on this subject. Um, obviously, the question comes from Flower Girl, 58. <laughs> uh, can the, can the MSM shrills spouting all the lies be held accountable, uh, sued by president Trump? How do we combat that? So look, it's, it's difficult on how to combat it because, but there will be discovery, uh, in this case. And I think that if once they get through all the procedural motions, I'm sure they're going to ask the judge to recuse They'll well, I'm guessing they'll ask for a venue change and for the judge to recuse herself. Uh, but the the moral the, or the the pointed question here is is, is what can President Trump do to uh, sh- you know bring accountability to all the people who have you know who at least in this last indictment?
1: Well, what I would do if I was defense attorneys is issue a heavy pretrial motions calendar, like we used to do when I was a federal public defender or a national security prosecutor. What does that mean? Go out and start collecting the evidence from the government and putting together your witness list, because now it's not congressional subpoenas. It's the United States District Court federal subpoenas from a judge that are fully enforceable by the judge and backed by the United States Marshal Service. I would subpoena Merrick Garland. I would subpoena Christopher Wray. I would subpoena Devin Archer. I would subpoena Hunter Biden. I would subpoena Joe Biden. No one can tell Donald Trump how to fashion his defense in this case. They are saying, and DOJ is the one, remember, they invited this defense. They brought the prosecution to relitigate the 2020 election. Okay. Well, Donald Trump is allowed to go out there and say why he thinks he won that election and why he thinks these cast of characters rigged it against him to show his intent and belief on winning that election. So, so they open themselves up to it.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that because we have another question on True Social. Uh, that's related to this, uh, because my opinion is that this is really has always been run by Team Obama. Uh, you know, Biden has his own issues and the, the kind of the racket that he was running, but Obama is the one who really got Biden elected after Kamala Harris had, had flamed out miserably and bowed out before even the Iowa primaries back in the day. Uh, but this question comes from uh, Douglas on True Social. Uh, how can Trump's legal team make the connection from Biden as a legal agent for former President Barack Obama? Biden is not smart enough to have pulled this off without the power and influence of Obama, which I agree with.
1: Yeah. So luckily, Devin, I was just talking to our friend Dan Bongino on his show about how all roads lead to Gate, and how that all leads back to Barack Obama. And so if you take, for instance, just the Ukrainian trip, where Joe Biden admits himself that he's there on behalf of Barack Obama, where he goes and threatens the prosecutor to withhold a billion dollars in aid if the if prosecutor investigating his son's consulting from Burisma isn't fired. You know what he said on videotape right there? Joe Biden himself said, don't believe me? Call Barack Obama. Which means he had had the conversation with Barack Obama about withholding aid because as you and I know, only a president can hold withhold a billion dollars in aid from a, to a foreign government. So that's just one instance. But we also know that Joe Biden it was all orchestrated by the Obama administration, Russiagate. Clapper and Brennan briefed him on it in December of 2017 or 16, excuse me. He authorized Comey to go to the FISA court and have the surveillance warrants thrown against President Trump. He knew it was all made up. And then he installed his miscreants in the Biden uh, White House, starting with Susan Rice, Lisa Monaco's over at Justice. So is John Carlin. All of these people are the RussiaGate originators that Obama launched with Hillary Clinton.
0: Yeah. So Sue Sue Carter uh, asks, why all of a sudden is it necessary to bring these prosecutions when this is a lot of this supposed bad stuff had been done uh, years ago? (laughs) Well,
1: I think you know the. I think everyone knows the answer to that one. It's every time Trump gets, uh, every time there's a breaking news story about. Uh, Joe Biden, there's the best graphic right there, Um, committing crimes of corruption or Hunter Biden admitting to getting millions of dollars from the CCP or Devin Archer saying, oh, yeah, I was on the phone 20 times when Joe Biden called in to leverage and get a bribery or a fraud um, money to them. The very next day, Trump's indicted, literally, like not even like 17 hours later, like six hours later, the guy's indicted. And so it's not a coincidence. There's no coincidence in government. And the reason they do it is to bury the great factual reporting about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, his corruption, Obama's connections to it with made up indictments about Donald Trump, because the media will talk about that endlessly.
0: Well, I love this, uh, Cash. We just keep getting more and more questions. And these are actually on topic. So I want to thank everybody who's who's participating in today's discussion. Uh, But uh, this comes from Blazer on True Social. Uh, How was it never noticed uh, that? How did Obama never notice that Air Force Two was essentially uh, Biden's uh, and his son's plane? Uh, How did how did this uh, go unreported for you know for so long? And so I guess the the gist of the question is, did Obama know about this or not know about this? And obviously, yeah, look, had to have known about all of this that was going on because remember during the Ukraine impeachment hoax when we had to deal with all the phony whistleblower stuff and all, all, of, all of those issues. And we brought up at the time, said, look, this is all public information about Hunter Biden and Burisma and his involvement in Ukraine. The idea that corruption goes on in Ukraine is a well-known by anybody who follows foreign policy around the world, especially in the United States, especially if you're in the United States Congress, you're well aware of corruption in Ukraine. It's been going on for a very long time. But if you recall, Cash, there were a couple stories that were planted in 2015, towards the end of 2015, that ran in the fake news, the mainstream media. That wasn't planted by Republicans. Republicans had no access to that information. The only place it could have come from was from the left. And of course, everybody suspects that that came from the Clinton campaign because that was at the time that Biden was threatening to run for president against Hillary Clinton in the primary He backed away after those stories came out. There was about what? Hunter Biden's involvement in Ukraine.
1: Yeah, look, and here's a simple mathematics about Air Force Two and Air Force One. Air Force Two can't get off the ground unless the president authorizes that trip. So of course he knew where Vice President Joe Biden was going. He was sending him there. And it's not like President Obama is an idiot. He's a really smart guy. If Hunter Biden's on that trip, which he was scores of times, you bet President Obama knew Hunter Biden was with Joe Biden in China and elsewhere. And it's just not a state secret. And so there's another connection with President Obama and the Biden corruption syndicate.
0: Yeah. And we have another question here from Yale PhD um, asks, Okay, Jesus joking. Who can you call? I don't want to hear ghostbusters. <laughs> so he wants to hear who who could you call to testify, I believe, at this at this during this latest indictment.
1: Oh, like like we were talking about, I think he should be calling all of the corrupt uh, government gangsters, Ray Garland, um Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, Joe Biden, Lisa Monaco, uh John Carlin. Everybody at the FBI that ever touched this investigation, he's entitled, now that the DOJ has charged him federally, criminally, Donald Trump is now entitled to have an expansive defense of his own making. The judge can't tell him how to do it, and neither can the prosecutor.
0: So we're going to play video one, Cash, because this is one of your favorite people that you had to work alongside of. He's now in Congress. <laughs> um, he says lots of nice things about you. Um, and I think you've actually made an ethics complaint about about him. But uh, the new Congressman Goldman from New York, let's play this short video.
1: So, so to confirm, you're saying that the speakerphone conversations, they don't seem concerning to you because there is no specifics about business. And it just seemed like it was, clear about-
0: that it was clear the, that it was part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. Um, and it was, and, and sounds like most of the time, uh, now president Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the, the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was, how, uh, how what's going on on your end. He, the, the witness was very, very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions. They were purely what he called casual conversations. Okay, so let me explain to the audience what just happened here, because a lot of people don't know this. (laughs) This was during the, the testimony, the deposition of Devin Archer in Congress from last Monday. So what did this joker go and do? This Joker, this Goldman, who used to work for Adam Schiff, who then ran for Congress, shows you that anybody can get elected to Congress, that at least on the Democratic side. So what he did right here, and this was always pulled during the Russia hoax and the Ukraine impeachment hoax, is these, these lefties, they would always race out. They'd literally run out. They go to the bathroom and then they run out of the skiff or run out of the where the deposition was being taken, and they'd run out to their friends in the media to set the narrative. So that's what this fool is doing. And of course, Cash, and I'll let you take it from here. But you heard him, he's talking about the weather. Oh, they were just talking about things. I mean, this, this guy, I mean, they're pathological. I mean, if it's if it's snowing outside, they'll tell you it's 110 degrees. If the if it's dark outside, they'll tell you the sun's out. And they do it with a straight face. And this was done again. This guy sneaks out after, you know, the first hour and runs out and runs his mouth to try to, to start a story. He was basically going out there to start the narrative that, oh, ha ha ha, Republicans didn't get anything from Devin Archer, that Biden, yeah, there was a phone call. They talked about the weather.
1: Yeah, so look, this guy is the, is the combination of the I did not inhale defense meets Schiff and Swalwell's brain trial, uh, that they procreated together and produced. I mean this is what this is what he is. He's silver spoon goldman. And the reason that even this guy can't keep the lie straight is if you play, if you listen to what Devin just played and you take that even he couldn't get around the fact that Devin Archer told him that Joe Biden was on 20 plus phone calls and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out of course Joe Biden's not going to say, "Hey, I need you to send my kid the money." The flex is the vice president of the United States is on the phone trying to solicit business quietly for his son. Just think about it this way. Donald Trump's president, Don Jr. and Eric Trump have a consulting firm. This consulting firm calls, I don't know, let's say China. Say, hey, we can help you guys out. It's 10 million bucks and you know we'll get you whatever you want in America. Hang on one second. I just want to make a phone call. You know, yeah. Phone a friend. They call dad, President Trump, and he just comes in and says, hey, how's it going? I hope you guys are golfing. Just want to say hi, hello, hang up. That is influence peddling. That is illegal. And that's what this moron, Silverspoon Goldman, admitted to by saying, well, Joe Biden just called and talked about the weather. It was like his admission during the whistleblower test or uh, the IRS testimony where he exploded. He, Dan Goldman, and said, of course, Hunter Biden talked to his father. Well, thanks for letting us know that now.
0: Right. Right. Which they had denied. And the, the importance of this is this has been denied for, for many, many years. And Cash, I think we you stumbled upon something, you know, now in the in the weird Marxist Democrat world, I guess it's possible now that Adam Schiff and Swalwell could have a child together.
1: Well, yeah, they're all, you know, like transgender fluidity, whatever, you know, I don't want to, you know, get in the way of Fang Fang and the other one um, or whatever they're doing. But that's your take
0: that this is that Goldman is the is the child of, of Schiff and Swalwell.
1: Well, it's, it it all comes together. I mean, they're all you know heirs of Levi Strauss and wealthy money here and there. They're all criminal liars, and you know only two evil minds such as Swalwell and Schiff could get together to create this character. There's no there's nobody else on earth. And I'm not saying you got to be a man or a woman. Let's just call him it.
0: All right, and we're just kidding, by the way. That's just a joke for the fake news. We know you're out there watching. <laughs> you're right. Don't, don't report that Cash and I actually believe this. We were just joking.
1: But we did take it seriously, and I did refer him both ethic to the ethics committee for lying about my foundation um, at in Congress. But I also referred him, Devin, criminally um, to FBI and DOJ, Dan Goldman. That is, no, they won't right. do anything. But we did.
0: We we know they won't they won't do anything. Well, I'm going to play video five uh, because I think this really comes down to what uh, what everybody w- wants to know is that, you know that Biden uh, has essentially been lying for a very long time. But I think this video is pretty telling let's play biden where's the money wait 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 wait, wait.
1: Right. the bribery allegation congresswoman nancy may says standing evidence that the i filed that he sold out the country do you have a response to congressional republicans
0: where's the money i'm joking mr president, mr. <laughs> president, <laughs> president Robert, it's a bunch of malarkey mr president what do you say to americans to convince? well where's the money cash
1: The money is in Burisma's bank accounts. It's a good thing that money doesn't lie. And I'm glad James Comer is taking a page out of Devin Nunes' book from running the Russiagate investigation. Follow the bank records. It's pretty simple. They've now caught. And again, we have Hunter Biden's confirmation on this with last week's plea implosion. He admitted through his attorneys that he got at least $665,000 from the Ukrainians. That's not to mention the multiple millions of dollars he and Burisma got from a Chinese energy affiliate related to the CCP. That's where the money is. Uh, It's not up to us. Here's the cheeky part that, you know, uh, Joe Biden is playing Washington, D.C. politics. We're not supposed to show where you spent the money, which strip club, which, uh, you know, house of leisure you went to or what boondoggle you had with your father. It's just supposed to show that you received the money, which is what the bank records show. And then we can if we had a Justice Department, that's what trial is for to say where the money went. But we don't have a a single tiered system of justice,
0: right? So, so, Cash, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, has announced that they're looking at an impeachment inquiry into into Biden. You had a very pointed um, op-ed opinion piece that you wrote last week, which I, you know, which I agree with, which is if you really want to get to Biden, you have to start with the DOJ and the FBI because you have a long history here of it's their fault that the Bidens were able to get to this point and engage in all of this corruption, because typically in a normal working government, a guy like Biden, his son, they would have been prosecuted. I mean, that would have eliminated Biden from the field. He would have never been able to run, even if they would have never tracked down whether or not he got the money or not. But his son surely should have surely should have been uh, in jail. I mean, any normal person would be, you saw the example that's now come out, that a man that, 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 that just got busted for a weapons charge, Uh, has been sentenced to like 10 years in prison just for the weapons charge.
1: Yeah, look, the two-tier system of justice on blast. I understand the political desire to go get Biden, Joe Biden, that is. But I think the reality is, in terms of showing how elections were rigged and how to prevent them from being rigged again, we have to put the DOJ and FBI that allowed this corrupt behavior on blast. And that goes to Ray and Garland. They have authorized the unlawful cover-up of the Russiagate scandal. They authorized the baseless prosecutions of Donald Trump, and they are currently authorizing the delay in the actual prosecution of Hunter Biden. And so when we go and subpoena, if Kevin McCarthy, James Comer, and Jordan and company were to go in there and subpoena the FBI, we have one document, Devin. We have one 1023 that we're talking about that substantiates you know, the, the Biden corruption syndicate. Imagine if we subpoena, do you, don't you think there's a thousand other emails, a thousand other FBI 302s, a thousand other text messages and who knows who's what else and other lovebirds are chirping around on text message about covering up a Biden criminal syndicate? That's why we need to get that information.
0: Well, and the the obvious one to to go after is the one that happened last weekend. There's been so much obviously then they indict Trump and it changes the narrative again. But people have forgotten. You really only have to look at about a 72-hour period uh, where the Congress announces Devin Archer is going to come in and testify. And the Department of Justice sends what can only be described as a threatening letter uh, to try to prevent Devin Archer from testifying. That comes out on Saturday, of all things. Uh Now, Cash, you and I have been around a long time. I don't know that I remember... Department of Justice putting anything out on a Saturday. Their their game was always always put something out, you know, on fake news Friday. Everybody's going home, and then boom, you set the table, and then it's for the Sunday shows. They constantly played the fake news Friday game. But wow, Saturday, secret letter sent, Devon Archer, basically a threat about, and then it it leaks, Uh, and then within 24 hours later, DOJ has to come out on a Sunday and say, oh no 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 no, we didn't mean that, we weren't threatening Congress. Well. They're dead on that. They know they're guilty, and the th- the key will be. And look, I don't. They should at least subpoena all of these records and emails, but just that seventy two hour period right there would show the corruption between the uh, whoever's running Biden's operation. My guess is the lawyers working with the highest levels of the Department of Justice. And I'll just ask you this: that couldn't have gotten out without the Deputy Attorney General's approval. Yeah, sentence. Lisa
1: Monaco has to sign off on that. And she's doing the bidding. In my opinion, she's running the whole place and, and, and Garland's just the puppet up top. But Lisa Monaco and John Carlin, the people who originated the Russia Gate hoax to begin with back at DOJ when they were running that place, she is now the number two over there. And they know it's illegal to try to influence and tell the United States Congress, a separate branch of government, what witnesses they can and cannot talk to. Imagine if we did that. Imagine if we came in um, in a Trump administration with a Democratic majority Congress and said, oh, no, that witness can't go to you. And we went to a federal court. They would accuse us of an illegality, which is what this is. And they can get away with it because their partners in the media cover for them. You know, overnight scandal.
0: You know what it is? It would fall under the statute of conspiracy to defraud the United (laughs) States government. Yeah, that's what it (laughs) falls in under. So yeah. They they defraud the government over a weekend, and three days later, they indict the President of the United States on that very charge. No coincidence. They, I mean, literally,
1: the second Archer comes out and leaves Congress, they have the indictment in the chamber ready to go, and they drop it. And uh, I think it's important to note that these charges, I think everyone should go look back at look at your letter from... Uh, which was classified but it's since been declassified referring so many of these corrupt actors in DOJ for these same crimes that president trump has now been baselessly charged it, yeah it's it, like they
0: took they took our criminal referrals <laughs> and they said oh yeah we know we did all that but we're going to cover that up and we're going to go use this on on president trump
1: right thanks for thanks for doing our homework it does it it applied back then it doesn't apply now but we'll just lie our way through it
0: right so, Cash, you've got a new book uh, coming out, Government Gangsters. It's taken an unprecedented amount of time. What The, the, the Department of uh, uh, Justice and DOD, they sat on your book for for what? Eight, six months? Eight months?
1: Nine. Nine months. Nine so months. I had nine to go months. hire lawyers. Surprise, surprise. They buried my manuscript. I had to take them to federal court, and I won. And a process that normally takes three months took nine just to clear. And now it's finally going to print. So it'll come out in September. Government gangsters. There's got to be a reason DOJ, DOD, NSA, CIA, FBI and four other agencies didn't want this book released. Donald Trump calls it the blueprint for 2024. And look, Devin, it's yeah, a lot of it is our ride around Russiagate, National Security, Intel, Defense, um, the wars and things like that. But what it does is shows of the American people, the corrupt actors in government. And I name every single one in a glossary in the back that I could possibly think of. And I tell the American public how they failed in their jobs as AG, as FBI directors, directors, CIA, NSA, SecDef, et cetera. But more importantly, I tell them how we fix every single agency, chapter and verse. Not just personnel, but congressional levers and financial levers and budgeting levers. And how we stop bad government habits such as overcorrection, and, I, yeah, we have some fun in there. We talk about Baghdadi and Russiagate, and my 16-year ride. But it's finally coming out. Governmentgangsters.com is the pre-sale. Um, September, it's uh, going to the shelves. And uh, we're going to have some fun with it, and hopefully it uh, It'll gets- probably
0: get banned. Don't, don't count on it uh, being in in the bookstores. Although I, very few people go to the bookstores anymore. Yeah. But but I every time, I love, there's one bookstore, I won't say where, but I... I I like to go, to, I'm old school. I like to go look at, look at the different books. And, uh, you know, there's fewer and fewer bookstores now, but I always laugh because any of the conservative books, if you can even find, even find them, there's usually like one or two of them only. And they're yeah. at the very bottom. Like, so if you go to like the government section, you'll see at the very bottom, all the conservative books, well, then, yeah, you, know, no. <laughs> you know, Hillary Clinton's book, Barack Obama's book, you know, they're, they're all sitting right there. Oh, yeah. You know, even all the books that, that, I have no idea how they guys get these million dollar book contracts because there's no way they even sold a million dollars worth of books, but somehow they got paid millions of dollars to write a book and they're prominent there. There's 72 books of the same book sitting there. It's kind of like going to the grocery store now and seeing, you know, 47 pallets of Bud Light sitting uh, in the middle of the (laughs) aisle. It's the same thing. And then the conservative books are, are hidden at the bottom. Well, it's a good thing. I only talk about drinking
1: PBR and government gangsters while at the, uh, while, while uh, uh, serving in some capacities. But um, the funny thing is, you're right, it's probably not gonna get to a bookstore. We might get it to one of the bigger market general stores, maybe like a Walmart or something. Uh, but ironically, Amazon is selling it and uh, they're ordering a bunch of copies ahead of time because they think it's gonna actually sell because here's the one thing at the end of the day about Bezos, even he'll make money off of us. So we'd rather you go to governmentgangsters.com to buy it, but get the easy button, pre-order, I promise you it's coming. And uh, there's only eight redactions, Devin. Eight redactions after 10 months of fighting well, on less than no. eight sentences in less than um, eight paragraphs.
0: Well, five weeks per redaction, that makes... Yeah, that's about know, right. It's about right for, gov- it's the for same, government. It's work. the
1: same one redaction, though, over eight times over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was actually one then. So it took eight months yeah. to do one redaction.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Cash, to have you. We'll have you back on because I'm sure there'll be more indictments down the road. Uh, but hopefully next time you'll you'll come to us somewhere from somewhere else other than your bedroom. <laughs> I'll go to California
1: or Sarasota. How's that?
0: So- sounds good. I want to thank everybody for checking in with us today. And you can follow us at Rumble or on True Social. You can follow Cash on True Social at Cash, K-A-S-H. And this is Devin Unis. We'll catch you next week.